J.T. Crowley is talking books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. They'll give you their take on the writing process and how to create the secret sauce of page-turning deliciousness. Let's get into that magical mixture of the art and science of creativity. Here's J.T. Crowley, author of The Smart Kids and your podcast host. Hello, I'm J.T. Crowley, and I'm delighted to have on my show today Cyril Sansom, who likes to be known as C.Y. And he's here to talk about his amazing book, Leon the Warrior Dog. C.Y. comes from the Windsor area of the United Kingdom, where he lives with his wife, Diane, to whom he's been married to for nigh on 58 years. He has three grown-up sons, Nick, Dan, and David, 10 grandchildren, and five great-grandchildren. C.Y. has been a butcher, a cook, youth worker, as well as following other activities. And lately, he has turned his attention to writing. Leon... The Warrior Dog is the first book of the series. The second is about to be launched, but for the purpose of this interview, we're just going to concentrate on the first book, Leon, The Warrior Dog. So let's invite CY onto the show to reveal what lies behind the making of this book, this amazing book, and even more so, get a tantalizing peek to what lurks between the pages. C.Y., come and join me. Hi, John. Thanks for inviting me on your show. Oh, it's a great delight. And I have thoroughly enjoyed reviewing your book. And, yes, I've got some um, questions I would like to ask. And no doubt a lot of the listeners and watchers will be just as curious as I am to hear what the answers are going to be. So, without further ado, let's um, crack on with this interview and let's find out a little bit more about your book. Cyril, um, I'm curious as to why you have titled the book Leon the Warrior Dog. Yes, Leon has a dominant role in the story, but for me, Beat, uh, the young shepherd man who becomes a Roman officer, stands out more as the main protagonist. So, why the title? And why did you give Leon the breed of an Anatolian shepherd dog, who, when I did my research, uh, are powerful dogs in their own rights, originating from Turkey? So why the title? Why the breed of dog? Why not Beat being the main character? Well, John, uh, I wanted to write a book about a large dog. Um, i done my research and up came the Anatolian Shepherd Dog, which as you said, I'd never heard of them before. And there are dogs much bigger. But this is a distinct dog. It's fast, strong, and more important, they have a brain they can think for themselves. They can actually look after the flock while the shepherd's away. They don't need someone there to control them, which worked out very well in, in the actual book, mm. because at times, Leon had to make his own decisions. 
Where I got the name Leon from was I, uh, I set this in Switzerland or Helvetia and I studied up names for that tribe that they tribe use. And that's where Beat and Leon, the name Beat and Leon came from. And a third question? <laughs> it fits, yes. You wanted to fit. Well, he wasn't the uh, actual lead character. Well, they're, they're supposed to be best of friends. And if you look through the book, again, through the book, you'll find that Leon actually saves Beats and Life numerous times. Oh, he does. He does they indeed. Are, they are best of buddies. It's like anyone who's got their dog, their dog is their best friend. And this is where they were. Like the two of them were together. And so, yes, that comes true beat being the human and the master of the dog at the end of the day, or will always be the lead role. But Leon is with him. They're two together. Yes, I can see that. Um, but I... <sighs> I wanted to ask you about, well, let's talk about Beats and let's talk about the characters. Um, how did you create the character Beats? Because um, when I'm talking about characters as a whole, I use a formula. Do you use a formula? Now, the formula I have, I use 13 points, you know, like um, the name of the character, the agenda of the character, the friends, the family, the clothes, the hobbies, the skin coloration, the abilities. I use that. Um, do you use something similar to build your characters or does your or do your characters just develop as you go along? I develop. I tell stories. Mm. I start with the character, the shepherd boy, uh, and the dog living on this mountain up in Yelps, looking after the sheep. And from then it developed. And it goes on into three books. <laughs> The journey through many countries, it just develops stage by stage by stage. Mm. Which might not be a lot of authors do, <laughs> but this is how my book, this is the way I write. I write a journey and it all develops as I go. Different authors do use different uh, schemes, you know, different uh, plans. It's whatever suits them. Some people have to do it to the nth degree, the planning, the plotting, and others, it's just as it goes. But as long as you know where the final point is and the beginning and the middle. And I was just curious as to how you do your characters and was it similar to how I do my characters. So we are slightly different there. Uh, but for me, see why um, when I reviewed your book, the book uh, for me um, reflects on your own particular interest because we've had chit chats, you know, over the last couple of days. And I've learned something about you from the previous discussions prior to this interview. You know, you have a love of adventure. You have a love of history. You have an in particular military history. And I think that you have drawn upon all your interests to bring this book together. Um, so I have to say to 
this story is certainly very unique in the way it has been put together, everybody. You know, it's about battles, it's about adventures, it's about the Romans and the northern tribes. It's about history, military history, but it's an adventure story. Did you find this book, drawing on your own interests, easy to write, Cyril? Yes. <laughs> and it's very easy to write because I'm just telling a story. It's a journey. So I write this, and I move on from there, and I move on from there, and I move on from there, and I move on to three books. <laughs> yeah, it's just a journey. It's, it's a pleasure. So do you find writing, uh, does it come easy to you, or is it a chore? Um, where on the scale does writing come for you? I give writing as in telling my story and writing i give 10 out of 10. i really enjoy it that is my life now i used to go out and do sports and other activities but now my life is writing uh my english isn't great i have an editor who then sorts anything i haven't correctly written uh but the story comes from me Did you um, have to do a considerable amount of research to get the storyline um, make, make the storyline authentic? For when I researched your timelines and the general theme of the book, it's accurate. Uh, yes, the, the period that you're writing in is about uh, AD, 313 AD. And yes, Constantine was the Roman Empire at that time. And the Gothne tribes and the Almani people were around at that time. And so was the, um, the Swiss plateau and the village where you put beat. Um, and yes, when I look at the, the history of what that went on at that time, the Goth nations and the Almani people, they were Germanic tribes they were from north so that's why uh, beat went north to because they were opposed to the roman empire's ways and views particularly that of constantine who decreed that as his emperor um all romans will follow the christian line they disagreed so when you look at the history it was the Goths and other nations, but the Goths and the Almani people who brought about the fall of the Western side of the Roman Empire. And you start to see medieval Europe come into play. So my question is, did you enjoy doing the research and was there an awful lot of research to be done to make sure that the facts and the timeline was right? I, yes, I love the research. There's so much about history that I didn't know about. I'm finding out new information all the time. And I can't write the next section until I've done the research. It's a journey, but a journey I can't do, I can't walk the road until I find out what's going on there, there's later well right at the end of the book he's about his fights against the Saturn empire 
I never heard them before. They are Persians, really, but just a different name, different tribe. Mm. But I never heard them before. Um, yeah, I've learned so much while writing the book. And you can't write the book without doing the research. And though it's a fantasy book, the facts are still the same. I think I agree with you there. Um... Because I said, no, I've done the research when I was viewing your book. I've checked out your facts, your information. Have you got the right tribes? You've got the right names, you know, the right Latin names. And I've put them onto the research page. And yes, they come up with, you know, the, you know, like Baal in Switzerland. So where you've put them is absolutely real. And the timeline is real. And, you know, but all this story, I make it very clear to everybody, this isn't a history book. This isn't a hard history facts book. It's an adventure book, a fantasy book, but it's got aspects of history, I mean, in particular, military history attached to it, built in. I'm right, aren't I? You are correct. Exactly. And, you know, when I... Um, I, I, I'm going to ask you, did you deliberately set the time and the scene um, of the book around, you know, 313 AD, you know, the time of Constantine? As I said, he decreed that all Romans should follow the Christian faith. Did you deliberately set the time and the scene then so that you can tell this story? all wrapped up in a ventures trip? Yes, I deliberately chose that time, that date. Um, I'm a Christian, and if you read, well, as you go through the book, you'll see bits of where beats the hero who openly says, I'm not a Christian. I don't believe in any God. He does. I, I believe in what I can see other than mountains, the sea, the sky, the sky. That's what I believe in what I can see. You can't make anybody become a member of a religion. That's what he says clearly at the beginning. But as he goes through his journey, he sees God working in his life. So when you look at the journey he took, eh, he went north up towards the Germanic people and to this village where you set the story who were opposed to the Roman Empire's Christianity rules and they were uh, killing off Christians. So he was sent, once he became a Roman centurion, um, to deal with them. And that's where you get uh, Tia and Leah coming in, don't you? Yeah. And when you look where you put that story, where you put that scene, it's very real, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think so. And, of course, you talk about in your book of the Gothard Pass, and, yes, the Gothard Pass does exist today, and it's the pass between South Switzerland and into Italy, which in those days would have been the Roman Empire, wouldn't it? It would. I've been over the Gotthard's passing a, a coach, and that's a, not through the tunnel, over the top, mm. a few times, and that's very scary. 
I think uh, Beat would have had to do that hairy, scary route, don't you? No tunnel. No tunnel for him. No. (laughs) (laughs) No tunnel. No tunnel, everybody. Not in 313 AD. They hadn't built the tunnel yet. Um, I've, I've already said this, but this isn't a history book. This is an adventure book. And it's about a young man beat a simple shepherd man from a Swiss village and his very protective dog, Leon, the Anatolian shepherd dog, who takes out anybody who threatens him. He's like a bit of a bodyguard, but he's more than a bodyguard, Leon is, because he's quite clever. He can work things out for himself. Did you set the character, Leon, up to be like that? Yeah, that's why I chose him. When I was looking at dogs, they're bigger ones, as I said, but this one thinks he can take charge of the, of the flock of sheep. He can look after them. Other dogs wouldn't, the sheep dog, like the collie dog. They need someone to give instructions, but these dogs don't. I think also that, yes, Leon is there and he's the buddy, he, you know, his master is Beat. But I think you needed the character Beat to get this storyline out because you needed a young person and you needed that person to be dominant. So you all of a sudden you, you gave him promotion of Centurion in the Roman um, army and he goes out and he takes on battles and even when he gets to Rome, you know, he's running Rome, you make him a real dominant character. But you needed Beat as well as Leon to get this storyline up, didn't you? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, and I noticed towards the end of the the book, Cyril, the tone of the book softens a little bit because it's there. Are, it's quite a physical book. There are quite there's the battles, and you know, it's describing how the battles take place and what goes on. But you have in the book three um, three women who play a significant part in this book. Princess Skye, Leah, and Tia. And my question to you is that so these three women play a very strong uh, role in the book. And we start to see a softer side of uh, Beat. You know, we see romance starts to come across the pages here towards the end. Was this done deliberately to bring a softer tone to the storyline, which at times is quite physical, as it says, or was it to give a female perspective to the book so that it would be uh, just as open to female readers as to male readers? Um, So tell me, why did you put, you know, you've gone from a battle-hard character to a soft Romantic character. Deliberate? Uh, as I said, how I write the book, I tell a story and I follow the, the route, the journey. And I suddenly realised that, yeah, there's plenty of fighting, but romance was missing. And then I started to add romance. As we move into book two, more and more romance comes up. Deliberately, yes, it was deliberate. 
I thought so. And I thought, I'm going to ask him this because I think he's done this purely to soften the tone a little bit here, just to bring in, um, make it more interesting for, um, you know, different type of reader. Cyril, there are 14 chapters to this book, to this wonderful book, this adventure book that gives a nod, as I said, to historical events dating back to 313 AD, the time of Emperor Constantine. It's not a big book, but equally, it's not a small book. And do you think that the length of the book is right to tell the story so that it keeps the interest of all the readers. I think it does, but do you think it does? When I was a child, I used to go to the library, and I, my favourite book was Call of the Wild by Jack London. Have you read that? No, <laughs> to be honest with you. No. Brilliant, brilliant book. There's been two films made of it, and uh, recently I bought a copy of it, and it's about the same length as the Leon book. And this is the world top seller. Do I think it's the correct size? Yeah, I do. It's long enough to keep interest without saying, oh, it's still going on. It will go on in the next book. This is uh, the beginning, not the end. It's not a J.R. Tolkien book, is it? Because they were big books, The Lord of the Rings. It's not warm PC. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so you deliberately chose the length of the book so that it keeps people's interest at heart, you know, to be, because the success of a book is getting the readers to turn the pages, isn't it, Cyril? That's right. Yeah. And do you think you've done it in this book? Um, what I think isn't what's important, it's what the reader thinks. Well, I think you've done it. Good. Excellent. One happy reader. There you go, everybody. <laughs> we got there in the end on that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've already hinted at um, there are other books coming down the line. And so I'm going to say to you is the next book, which is about to be launched pretty soon, do you want to give us a little brief insight, you know, a, a bit of a teaser as to what's in this next book? Yeah. Um, we left the, in Jerusalem. We did. He had then a choice. He had uh, he, achieved what the emperor had given him order to do. But, well, he didn't actually. He freed Jerusalem, but he was also supposed to tell... Uh, Go into the Sassanid Empire and teach them a lesson. So they don't come into Rome, the Empire, again. And so he decided to go on into the Sassanid Empire or Persia. And the journey then goes not only Persia, he keeps towards the end of the book, he met. Uh, an escaped slave called May. May, yeah. She came from what is now the Philippines. 
She was kidnapped by Chinese slavers. Eventually, she ended up with Beat, and Beat promises to take her back to her homeland in the Philippines. <laughs> it's a long journey. He goes Very through, long journey. He goes through China, he goes through India, and eventually, eventually, he might get to uh, return her to her home. But it's a long journey east. But no, there's a it, lot of uh, interesting characters on the way. So are there new characters coming down the line? Is it going to be a more softer approach? Is there a bit more, more romance There's in it? More romance added, and there are lots of well-known characters, historically. Mm. There you go, everyone. People who change history. But I think, you know, definitely you would need to read the first book first before you go on to the second, because you won't follow the line. You won't follow the thread, everybody. It makes sense, yes. It does, it yeah. Sense. Um, CJ, CY, where can people get your book, you know, in whatever format they want to get it, um, you know, how they want to choose to read it? And who do you see as your market? Who did you write this book for? <laughs> to be honest, I didn't have a market. I had the story and I wrote the story. I didn't say this is for people who like history, young people, older people. I just wrote the story. But now, as I make the journey, I'm adding things like more romance, the softer tone. So therefore, I encourage a different, a wider market. What I have... People have done reviews and they say children can read it, but then they say older people can read it and they find things that a child doesn't see. Yeah. There's a bit of something in your books for everybody, isn't there? I think so. Mm -hmm. So where can they get them? Amazon or Author House. Your web page? Uh, my web page, yes. Which, yes, my web page. You can order from there. Which everybody is on the written instruction. So when you see the written instruction, if you want to go there, you can go onto Amazon, you can go onto the Author House bookstore, or you can simply go onto Clive's own web page and get the book there. You can get paperback, hardcover, ebook, audio file. So you've got a, quite a range of choice, everybody, for this book. But you definitely need to read the first book and before you read the second one, which hopefully will be out very, very shortly. Um, so we'll see why. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview on my show about your gripping book, Leon the Warrior King. What did I say, King? Dog. And the... Uh, the adventure book that takes us back to Roman times and it touches on historical events that prevailed at the time with a touch of romance to put the uh, icing on the cake to make it a fascinating book. I certainly enjoyed re reviewing it. Um, Leon, the powerful, intelligent dog who protects Beats, who's his buddy, who works things out and works alongside him, is a formidable part of the book. But for me, it was Beat. He is the main protagonist for me, the shepherd man, 
Roman officer. Soft romantic. But however you want to view it, everybody, I simply say, go and give Cyril Sansom a read and formulate your own ideas. Is Leon the main character? Is Beat the main character? Cyril thinks Leon is the main character. I think it's Beat. But go and read the book and make your own mind so. So all I say to you all is that give Cyril a read, give him a listen, enjoy his books. Cyril, see why you like to be known. Once again, thank you for joining me today on the show. Cyril Sansom, everybody. I'm JT Crowley. Thanks for listening, watching, wherever you are in the world. So until next time, stay safe.